Hey, this is Evan Black, pastor of Faith for Life Church, and this is our podcast. Thanks for joining us today. If you don't yet know Jesus, I'm so glad that you're listening, and I pray that this message empowers you to give your life to Christ. If you're just starting out on your journey with Jesus, I hope this empowers you to connect with Him. If you're strong in your connection to Christ, I believe this message will empower you to follow Him. So enjoy today's message. Bibles or your phones or your tablets, turn or open up or scroll to Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. I'm going to continue a series I started last week called Get Your Mind Right. Get Your Mind Right. And if there's like a subtitle or maybe a more specific title for this particular message, um, it would be Climb the Right Ladder. Climb the Right Ladder. So you see these two ladders up here today. Um, these are actual ladders that we use, so we didn't clean them up. These are just the way that they are. This is how we use them. And, uh, and I'm going to climb both of these ladders today during this sermon. And so when I, I'm gonna, I need to give you a little uh, disclosure here. When I climb these ladders in a few moments, I'm going to need every single one of you to do two things when I climb these ladders. Is, there, is everybody listening? I need you to do two things when I climb these ladders. Because when I climb the ladders, I'm not going to be able to tell you to do these. So right now I need you to know once I start stepping onto these ladders, there's two things I need you to do. Number one, I need you to listen. Okay? Very simple. Very straightforward. But number two, when I start climbing these ladders, I need you all to pray for me. As soon as I start climbing these ladders, listen and pray for me. I'm not, I'm not a fan of heights. I'm not afraid of anything. Just not a big fan of heights. And this is kind of the way God has shown me to, to illustrate this today. And so I'm like, okay, God, especially this one. Listen and pray when I start climbing these ladders. Everybody good with that? Are we on the same page? Y'all got me this morning? All right, Mark chapter 7. Let me, let me read to you a few verses here. Mark chapter 7, I'm going to begin in verse 1. It says, now when the Pharisees gathered to him, being Jesus, with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem... Um, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. <laughs> if you know anything about the disciples, like this group of guys, like this shouldn't shock you, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> if you've ever been to a public men's restroom. Um, yeah, okay, so, for the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly, holding to the tradition of the elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. And there are many other traditions that they observe, such as washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, being Jesus, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? Now, there are people who have done everything they know to do to get their mind right and what they've done is they've gotten their mind right in the wrong way Proverbs chapter 14 says it this way there's a way that seems right to a man but its end is the way of death the Pharisees and the scribes and all the Jews they thought that their mind was right with this hand washing tradition now I don't think any of us would say it's a bad thing to wash our hands before we eat especially in this time like, it's a good thing to wash 
our hands. But this is so much deeper than um, a cleanliness act of washing our hands for these Jewish people, these Pharisees and these scribes. They washed their hands often and, and they often washed them not just thoroughly but all the way up to their wrists. So they're washing not just the palms of their hands but they're washing all the way up, sometimes even, even higher or farther. This is, um, this is more than what we might do, uh, especially us guys, um, whenever we wash our hands to, to before we eat. To, to not follow this tradition of washing your hands before you eat was serious to these people. Like it, it, was, it was deeper than your hands are unclean and you might catch a little something or you might get a little sick. Like it was, it was deeper than that. There are many that say that for someone to not wash their hands before they pray a blessing and before they eat was the equivalent to being intimate with a prostitute. Like in their mind, if you ate without washing your hands, it was as bad as you sleeping with a prostitute. The Pharisees and the Jews, they believed that they had to wash their hands before they were even able to pray to receive a blessing from God and definitely before they ate. They were adamant about getting their mind right, but they were getting their mind right in a wrong way. In many ways, this symbolizes the feeling that we have to get right to come to God. We have to get right to be right. We have to wash our hands before we can even pray for a blessing, before we can even talk to God, that we have to um, uh, do all these things to be right so that God will even hear us or listen to us. We can't ask for a blessing. We can't talk to God. We can't connect with God, and we surely can't eat or partake of the things that God has given us or receive all that God wants for us if we're not right, if we haven't washed our hands, but that is a mindset that we fall into that is absolutely just incorrect spiritually. This is a direct path that we need to do in order to get, that we need to be something in the natural with these acts that we think we have to do in order for God to hear us. And it's a mindset of tradition, of religion, of this striving for this perfection in our acts at all times that tries to get us imprisoned into a transactional relationship with God. See, the problem is not washing your hands. The problem is not doing right. The problem is these things lie to us and tell us that we must wash our hands before we come to God and that it's up to us to be able to be right and do right to get right. And, the, and, and this mindset spiritually, like if we step back and think about this, this is clearly incorrect because it lifts up and exalts our role in our relationship with God to a level that it's actually not. Like, like we're putting more confidence in our ability to wash our hands correctly than God's ability to love us. This is to believe that to have to wash your hands before you come to God is to believe that your relationship with God is at some level based on your ability to do right and be right. This is incorrect. This is an incorrect mindset because our relationship with God is not based on our ability to be good to God, but our relationship with God is God's willingness to be good to us. Does God want us to wash our hands before we eat? Clearly. Absolutely. But we get in this transactional mindset and this relationship with God where if, if we don't do this, then he doesn't do that. And if, and if I don't do this, then he won't do that. But if I do this, he will do that. 
And it's based on our ability to be good, to repent, to, to get it right, to remember every sin that we've ever committed, to do all these things and, and ask God to forgive us and, and like all this stuff. And then if we, may, if we are good enough, if we've washed our hands enough, then maybe we can pray for a blessing and eat this food. And that sounds pretty arrogant. Like we don't, we don't think of it that way, but that is, that is so much based on your ability to be good and not God's love for you. We keep reading in verse 6, and he said to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites? <laughs> I love Jesus. He's like Isaiah prophesied. He, he, he talked about y'all, you're, you, you hypocrites. As it is written, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart, their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines, or teaching as truth, teaching as, you could even say like God's word, God's truth. They're teaching God's truth as the commandments of men. He's, what he's saying is you're taking the commandments of men and you're, you're putting them off as God's truth. The traditions, the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, you have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, if a man tells his father or mother or his mother, whatever you would have gained from me is Corban, that is given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother, thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down. And many such things you do. Jesus calls them hypocrites. Now, now this is interesting because he doesn't call them hypocrites because he thinks that they shouldn't wash their hands before they eat. He's not calling them hypocrites because of what they are doing. See, many times we're called hypocrites, or hopefully none of us call other people hypocrites, but like, I mean, I guess unless you absolutely, but, but anyways, we're, we're maybe called hypocrites because of something that we do or we don't do that somebody else thinks that we're supposed to do or not do. But Jesus isn't calling them hypocrites because of what they did or didn't do. He's calling them hypocrites because of their heart motive when they did or didn't do. See, their heart wasn't right because their motive wasn't right. But their motive wasn't right because their mind wasn't right. They were getting their mind right, but they were getting their mind right in the wrong way. Jesus says that they leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And to hold to one thing is to leave another thing. Like you, you, you can't hold multiple things. You surely can't hold them well. To pick up one thing is to drop another thing. I, I, I don't remember who, who, this isn't for me, somebody else said this, but like to say yes to something is to say no to something else. And if you're like Pastor Priscilla, you think you can say yes to everything without saying no to anything. But, but to, to hold something is to leave something else. To leave something is to hold something else. And here, we have to make sure that when we get our mind right, that we're getting our mind right in the right way. Our minds will leave a thing to hold on to another thing. This is why Jesus said that we can't serve two masters. You can't serve God and money because you can only hold genuinely well one thing. Our minds will leave a thing 
to hold another thing. They will hold a thing to leave another thing. To get our mind right, we have to make sure that we are leaving the thing we are supposed to leave and holding on to the thing that we're supposed to hold on to. See, what happens in our minds is we begin to think that we must wash our hands before we get a blessing and before we eat. And so it becomes this like tradition. And so we have this thought and we like take a step onto this ladder, this mental ladder. Like, okay, I got I to gotta do this. I got I to gotta think this way. And, man, I got to lift my hands. I got to come to church every Sunday. I got to go to every faith group. I got to do all this stuff because it's my works. It's my ability to be able to be good to God so that God can be good to me. Or maybe it's not that. Maybe it's, you know what, my, uh, my church that I grew up in, they always did it this way. They always sang those kind of songs. He always preached in a suit and tie. He, he, he had a certain way of preaching, a certain style of preaching. Or how dare us come into a sanctuary wearing a hat. I mean, that is just blasphemous. Because clearly the Bible says, thou shalt not, if cometh into it, thy house with a hateth on. <laughs> right? Like, 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 man, we have these, these mindsets, these traditions where we start climbing up these ladders of tradition because of our thinking, because of religion. See, I can't talk to that person because they're unclean. They're, they, they don't go to church. I can't, how could I, how could I connect with them? I have nothing in common with them. We're not supposed to be unequally yoked, right? Because, see, when you start to get into these mindsets, oh, Satan will throw scripture in there. You remember when, when, when he comes to Jesus? He comes to Jesus and he starts, he starts throwing scripture at him to get his mind thinking in a certain direction that is not the way that God wanted him or desired for him to think. And he'll do the same thing with you. And we get in these mindsets these traditions, these thoughts, these religious acts and mindsets that keep us climbing this ladder. I'm going to stop right, I'm going to stop, I'm done. This is as high as I can go. But, but see, here's the crazy thing about this ladder. This ladder is not leaned up against God's house. So when we get to the top of this ladder, we, we, we get to the top and we realize like, uh-oh, this is the wrong house. I've thought this way. I've believed this. I've followed the traditions. I've followed the religion. And now I'm at the top of this ladder and I'm just as broken. I'm just as broke. I'm just as hurt. I'm, I'm just as confused as I was when I was down there before I ascended up this ladder. And you get to this ladder and you realize this ain't God's house. This, this is not where it's at. This is not where the power is. This is not where the blessing is. This is not where the freedom is. This is not where the joy is. And you get up here and some people say, you know what? This whole Christian thing doesn't work. Because I got to the top of the ladder and there was no power there. But they climbed the wrong ladder. They climbed the wrong ladder. Now sometimes... What we do is when we get to this ladder, maybe this ladder takes us up high, but, it, you know, like, if you're like me, you're like, man, I'm pretty high. 
Don't judge me. I'm, I'm pretty high. This is good. So we settle for the wrong ladder. So we settle for, you know what, as long as I keep coming to church and, and trying to read my Bible, even though my heart's not in it, as long as I keep washing my hands before I, I, I get a blessing, and before, as long as I just keep doing these things, then, then it'll be all right and I'll be okay and everything's good. And we settle for this ladder that's way shorter than God's ladder. And we're like, okay, this is all it is. I can go, I can live any way I want, but I'll just keep showing up to church. Or, you know, I, I, I can do all this, and I just, I just know I can ask God to forgive me. And there comes a point where you realize, like, man, this ladder is not where it's at. It's not high enough. There's no power here. It's not doing anything for me. And then, so, the, the problem is our mind, our mind wants to, like, step off of this ladder and take steps back off of this ladder. Let me say it to you a different way. You're like, okay, I'm up here. Okay, God, so maybe, um, you know, maybe the pastor doesn't have to wear a suit and tie. So I'll just, I'll take this step down. But they better sing real gospel. And they better use the King James Version. And they better fill in the blank. So you take a step down, but you're still on the wrong ladder. Not because of your... Your actions, maybe not even because of your words, just because of your heart. When, when I truly believe, like, God wants us to recognize that we're on the wrong ladder. He wants us to recognize where we are on this ladder. And he doesn't want us to take a step back. He wants us to jump off. He wants us to get off of that ladder of our mindsets that are not aligned with his word, that are not coming from him, and recognize, like, that ladder has nothing for me. There is no reason for me to be on that ladder. I need to get off of that ladder as quickly as I possibly can. It doesn't mean that washing your hands is wrong. It doesn't mean that going to church is wrong. It doesn't mean that praying is wrong or reading your Bible. But where is your heart? Where is your motive where is your mindset? Because here's the, here's the truth. If you try to just climb down this ladder, y'all know how this goes. You decide, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come down a step. Satan's like, oh, you trying to get off my ladder? Let me tell you about this. Don't you remember this? Oh, here's why. You got to wear your Sunday best because you're coming to the Lord. You wouldn't give God anything other than your best. I don't know why I keep talking about what we wear to church today. I thought we were past that, folks. Satan starts, oh, and you know, and this and that, and look, and, and, and like, yeah, yeah, you know what, maybe I should go back up this ladder. Maybe I should go back up this ladder. No, maybe I shouldn't. And then, okay, I'm, I'm really, like, I'm really God. I just, I just want whatever you want, not my traditions, not my thoughts, not what my family's always done. And then, and then y'all know how this goes. You stop paying attention so much and you just find yourself creeping back up this ladder. God doesn't want us to step off of this ladder. I can't jump again. He wants you to jump off of this ladder. That kind of hurt a little bit. <laughs> but Jesus says, Jesus says, listen to this, that we make the word of God void. We remove the power of God by our tradition. Whew. Our tradition makes the power of God of none effect. It voids out the power of the word of God. 
Paul teaches us about this in Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. He says, see to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. So when we allow our minds, our philosophy, our tradition to get us off track, it takes us captive, and that wrong thinking will imprison you. It will get you on that ladder. But Paul also tells us what to do with this. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4, he says, For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. To get your mind right, we need to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So we have a thought, we need to decide, is this a mindset, a way of thinking, a thought that climbs us up the wrong ladder? Or is this a mindset, a thought, a way of thinking that climbs us up the right ladder? We need to evaluate these thoughts. We need to evaluate where do these thoughts go. I'm judging my thoughts a thought, you can't, you can't control the thoughts that come into your head, but you can't control what you do with them. You can control which ladder you climb up. So you start to look at these thoughts and you say, okay, this thought is not in obedience with Christ. And so I am going to take it captive by kicking it out. I'm going to get off of that ladder and I'm going to throw that thought out. But now I have a thought that is in obedience to Christ. So I'm going to take a step up on this ladder. What does that look like? Maybe you're out and you, you have this thought that you should pay for somebody's gas. And you're like, that surely didn't come from me. <laughs> right? Like, I, I, I haven't thought that before. My bank account ain't thinking that. My, my emotions aren't thinking that. Like, nothing about me is thinking that. Does that line up with God's word? Like, does God want us to be generous? Maybe, maybe you were over there and, and like, they did something and, and, and legitimately you had a reason to be hurt. And so that mindset is, oh, man, punish them. Don't let it go. Keep going after them. Make sure that they not only feel it, but that they change. That's a mindset. It's a way of thinking. But then over here, God's like, forgive them. Haven't I forgiven you? There's a different ladder that we got to climb. And the thing about this ladder is this ladder is higher than that ladder. This ladder will take you farther than that ladder will take you. This ladder's leaned up against God's house and God's power. That ladder, when you get to the top, it makes the power and the word of God void. No power in it. But this ladder, when you get to the, not even when you get to the top, as you're climbing it, you begin to experience a level of power and of peace and of joy that you've never experienced in your entire life. You start to see things that happen that you've never seen happen before. Paul writes a letter to Timothy, actually in the second letter he wrote to Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, it says, All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So when you have these thoughts, you got to ask yourself, does this thought, 
Does this way of thinking, does it align with what the Bible says? And in order for you to know whether you're on that ladder or this ladder, you got to know what the Bible says. If you don't know what the Bible says about it, then you don't know which ladder you're on. And you're climbing and climbing and climbing, thinking this way more often, in a deeper way. You're going through all this, and your mind, you don't know if your mind's right or not. You got to find out what the Bible says about a subject, and when you, have a, when you find out what the Bible says about a subject, you have a responsibility to align your mind with it. And if you decide not to align your mind with the, what the Bible says about a subject, then just know this, you're on the short ladder. You may get to the top, and you're going to be surprised when you get there, because not what you thought it was. You have to leave what you thought and hold on to what God says. So when your mind is telling you to be selfish, you got to get your mind right because the Bible tells us to think others more than we think of ourselves. When your mind tells you to be stingy, you got to get your mind right because the Bible tells us to overflow in generosity. When your mind tells you that you're justified in holding a grudge, you got to get your mind right because the Bible tells us we should forgive just as Jesus has forgiven us. When your mind tells you to lie, cheat, or steal, you got to get your mind right because the Bible tells us that we have died to sin. When your mind tells you that you are just not enough and you'll never be enough and you never were enough, you got to get your mind right because the Bible tells you that you are more than a conqueror. You are head and not the tail. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. When your mind tells you that just enough is good enough, you got to get your mind right because the Bible tells us that we should do everything not to man but to God. When your mind tells you that you aren't loved, you better get your mind right because the Bible says that God so loves you that he sent his son from heaven down here to earth to live and die and be raised again in part just so he could be with you every moment of every day and for all moments of eternity. When your mind tells you that you can't, you better get your mind right because the Bible says there's nothing impossible to those who believe. And if I were brave enough... Y'all don't, don't know me very well. Peer, peer pressure does nothing for me. Y'all have no idea how tight I'm gripping these, these stairs right here or how much I'm sweating and how much I'm trying not to look down. But if I were brave enough, you know, this is just like us too in our lives. Oh, this ain't, my notes are done. This is just like us, right? We get on God's ladder. We start thinking the way God wants us to think, and we reach a certain point, and we're too scared to keep going up. Oh, this is so good. Yeah, like, like, like we get to the place, we get to the place where we believe God can heal, but like I can't go all the way up there and believe he can heal me. Yeah, that's just too radical. I'm scared to, to really go out there. Like, like I believe there's power of life and death in my tongue. So like I, I believe it and I've gotten up this high, but I'm too scared to go all the way up there and start speaking like it. 
Because that's, that's radical. Like, I, I don't know what will happen up there. I feel a little uneasy up there. Like, like, I believe I should tithe. I believe I should be generous. But it's too radical for me to go up there and believe that God will actually bless me so that I can be more generous next time. Like, that's, that, that's too scary up there. I, that, look, look, down here it's wider. Up there it's more narrow. There's not as much space up there. There's not as strong a foundation. Like, I, I don't really know what will happen up there. I might, I might lose my balance up there. I, I, I don't trust up there. And so we settle for, I'll be on God's ladder right here, right here, and you can stay here, and you can be saved, and you can go to heaven, that can be great, but there's something about going up there that's not just better for you, but it's better for the kingdom. Not enough, enough, not enough of us are climbing to the top of that. I wonder what happens if we do. I wonder what happens if not just one of us do, but all of us do. Like I wonder what happens if we genuinely start not just saying that we're going to align our mindset with the Bible, but actually believing and speaking and living and talking the Bible. Because then it's not about washing your hands before you eat and cleaning yourself up. You realize the more you do this, like, I'm scared to go up there. <laughs> if I go up there, clearly, like, I didn't put myself, like, I, I couldn't have got myself up there. I needed this ladder to get up there. I couldn't have done it on my own. And so because of that, you will wash your hands before you eat. But not because you have to, but because you want to. You will do what God wants you to do. This is not a message about go and live any kind of way and like, like holiness is, doesn't matter. No, no, no. Holiness matters a lot, but holiness from the heart is what matters, not just holiness out of your tradition. And when your heart gets right, your mind gets right, when your mind gets right, you'll be willing to climb to the top of that. I'm not doing it today. So you guys bow your heads, close your eyes just for a minute. Pray for the second service and maybe I might have a little more courage. Well, if you enjoyed today's podcast, there's a couple things I'd love for you to do. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. You can also invest in helping us empower others to follow Jesus by texting any dollar amount to 512-520-0185. Thanks again for joining us today on the Faith for Life podcast.